took a long time for me to be brave enough to share my experience with the UFO. Even longer to realize the pieces of the puzzle that surrounded it. To finally be comfortable enough to be honest with myself and to call it what it was or even is. Things I chalked up as dreams would become visions. Ghosts would become screened memories. The sighting was an abduction with missing time. And these are my accounts and things that I've come to learn of the phenomenon. I'm Mike Walker. This is Memoirs of an Experiencer. Hey team, it's Mike Walker. Welcome to another episode of Memoirs of an Experiencer. So this would be episode three, and I would like to get a little bit more uh, in depth uh, with the wheel within the wheel. Um, it's called many many things. It's it's called uh, Merkabah. It's called the Throne Angel. It's called uh, Ophanim. O p h a n i m. There's still a lot of people out there that haven't heard of that. It's a biblically uh, correct angel. Um, it took a real long time, um, and I really don't plan on uh, figuring it out completely. It's, uh, not in this lifetime. I think uh, it's going to take a few lifetimes. But while I'm here, I'm going to try to understand it as well as I can. So, for those of you that that don't know, uh, the wheel within the wheel, uh, that was something that uh, I had a vision of soon after my UFO experience in 1985 in Hayward, California, when I was 12 years old. Now, I know for a fact that um, this was soon after my UFO experience, because at the time when I thought this was just a dream, I remember thinking to myself that it wasn't very impressive looking. Um, I was standing outside of my home in South Hayward, my childhood home of 28080 East 11th Street. It was my grandfather Jack. Uh, it was his original home and then ours for a short period of time. In this dream or vision, um, I'm standing on the uh, driveway of 28080 and I'm looking back towards the home and at the peak of the house there was two wheels that were probably hovering about 10-15 feet above the peak of the home. One wheel was coming towards me in a bold medium manner and then there was another wheel that was within that wheel and it was doing the opposite. Same pace, same bold, medium uh, speed. And in the in the vision, this wheel was a little darker. It was more like a like a gunmetal. And I don't recall seeing any eyes on it, which is interesting. Um, they are depicted to be. Uh, just full of eyeballs and uh, I guess that's probably one of the the uh, more creepier things about them uh, some people think that these biblically uh, accurate angels are pretty scary looking um, 
it could also very well be uh, the lights on the ship of the wheel within the wheel. Uh, these these lights I've seen them myself, and we'll talk uh, more about that in a, in a couple of minutes here, because that's basically what this show is going to be about. Is the more recent experience that I had last year, uh, July twenty first, twenty twenty two. It was around nine thirty p.m. I had an experience. Now this just wasn't just an ordinary, uh, <laughs> ordinary. Just this wasn't just an ordinary experience. This is an experience that I had prayed for. Because after my experience and having that vision of the wheel within the wheel, I remember telling myself that it wasn't very impressive because I had just seen a UFO not too long ago. And I know what UFOs look like. They put on a big old multicolored light show and they take off near the speed of light. This thing was just hovering about 10 feet above uh, the home and it was rotating. It really didn't impress me that much in the vision, but it was. <clears throat> defying gravity right so it was pretty neat so there was a few kids outside there was a guy mowing his lawn across the street I try to get their attention to look at this wheel within the wheel that's hovering above my house and nobody's paying attention to me they can't hear me they can't see me I go to reach out and put my arm on someone's shoulder and they can't feel me so it was a uh, frustrating I sense the frustration in 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 that um, and for years I just chalked it up as a dream but realized there had to be more to it because it just wouldn't leave my conscience uh, it just wouldn't leave my mind it was just something I always there was just something too real about that dream um, a few things triggered me um, the movie with uh, Jodie Foster it was called contact there was a vehicle that she got in that was basically a wheel within a wheel. Um, this thing uh, was designed to uh, punch a portal into uh, a realm where she was able to go and visit her father that had passed away. So it was pretty emotional and I believe it triggered me a little bit. But it wasn't until Ancient Aliens came out when really I, I really got blown away because they were talking about Ezekiel's vision of God and how there's a contrast between the things uh, that he's seen and witnessed. You know, you have uh, people in ufology and stuff that are saying what he's describing is sounds a lot like a UFO experience. And then, you know, you've got people on the religious side of it that don't appreciate it when you involve UFOs or aliens in into their their religion because it just just doesn't uh, mix and especially these days you know a lot of people think um, or the word on the street is if you check in every once in a while that uh, aliens are are demons and I I mean there we are just you know trying to label something when, when we, we're just learning about it. We don't know very much about it. 
we don't have any right to start labeling things and stamping things and, and putting them in boxes. But um, I started looking into Ezekiel's uh, vision of God and uh, was never really into religion, but I had no choice. This is this is something that I knew there had to be something to it. So later on, we'll fast forward, and you know I'm get I'm at the point which was only about two two and a half years ago where I became honest with myself and uh, realized that I had been taken it was an abduction um, I do have some missing time I it's locked into my subconscious and I have not been uh, regressed yet um, it's something that that is on the plate uh, I do plan on pursuing that I just need to have the, the time to be right um, when I decided to uh, tell my wife that I believe I was actually taken and it was a lot more than just a UFO sighting, like I explained to her, you know, I've been with her for a really long time. I mean, I was 19 and she was 17. So when I met her, I, I did let her know about my UFO experience, but I can't tell you how much I really went into depth. Uh, all these years, she might have just really thought that you know it was like one of them hey Billy I think that there's a UFO over the mountaintop you know beep beep you know she probably thought it was just your okie doke uh, sighting or something and she believed that I just had a way too much time on my hands to uh, pretty much make up you know other things like being taken Oh, I could tell just by looking in her eyes that she really didn't believe me. That was so hard for her to uh, to believe. And that really did cause a lot of friction uh, in our relationship, especially since it's something I'm so passionate about. And, and, you know, she really wasn't on the same page with me. And I can only go so far uh, when I would talk about the paranormal because she will meet me halfway as far as you know, our conversations on, you know, ancient history, the Wiccan, the pagan, uh, crystals, even ghosts. Um, she has a paranormal experience herself. She has seen a ghost. And uh, it's just funny because I believe they all share a real thin line in the electric uh, magnetic spectrum of things. I, I believe it's something that they they both share it's a realm that uh, they can both easily tap into it's just a matter of, of technology understanding and science but there was a point where I really prayed and I was like please you know if it's in the cards I would really appreciate uh, to experience uh, with you know, have one of these experiences with my wife I was thinking that it would just make things a lot more easier it's just like dream come true right um, kind of forgot about it for a little bit didn't think too much of it um, and one night in July 
July 21st of last year, which is ironic because although I don't know for sure the exact time and, and date uh, my original dramatic UFO experience was back in 85, um, I had just uh, got out of school from elementary school, Bowman Elementary, and I was looking forward to my first year at junior high school, La Vista Junior High School. And um, I just uh, kind of lost a train of thought there going into uh, school there. But yeah, uh, I had prayed that we would have this uh, experience together. I thought it would make things easier and kind of forgot about it for a little bit. And then one night, uh, we were both outside, and uh, that's what it was. I bet you anything, it was probably the same date. I bet you, because I had figured my experience back in 85 was around July. Uh, it had to have been around July because I had just been let out of school. But uh, it had just, just turned dark, too. So I remember it was probably around... 8, 8.30 or so p.m. It had just turned dark. This time, last year, July 21st, it was around 9.30 p.m. It wasn't quite as dark, but trust me, it was definitely thinking about it. It was flirting with getting dark pretty quick. So me and my wife are out here. We're in San Leandro now, which is uh, about one town over from Hayward. It's weird. It seems like everyone that lived in Hayward now lives in San Leandro, which is right next to Oakland. So we're out there, and I see this object overhead. It's coming from the right side, and uh, I don't like you know I don't want to embarrass myself in front of my wife and and you know just start going nuts like oh my god you know what is that? So I suggest uh, this is how I said it. I said wow, what kind of drone is that? Because we experience drones around here in the neighborhood, and it just takes a few minutes before you realize what exactly they are. You know, they go up, they go down, they make left, make a right. They might even have some lights, and it's very basic, you know, red. I don't know, whatever color. I, I don't see very many colors. It's not like they got this multicolor rainbow thing going on or anything. Um... So yeah, I said, what kind of drone is that? And I can see it coming, and the very tip of it seems it seemed to have like an amber hue to it, uh, like the end of like the tip of a candle or something. Um, I never really got a full-on, detailed, sure sight of this entire ship in its its in entirety. Why? Because this thing was rolling, flipping. Um, it was doing some weird things, and I just couldn't put my finger on it. So it started to come overhead. It wasn't quite overhead yet, but as I'm looking at it, I'm thinking to myself, is it rolling? Is it flipping? And then I even got to the point where I was like, is this thing shape-shifting? And then, guys... When it was directly 
overhead, everything just seemed to kind of pause a little bit, and the rolling and the flipping stopped just for a moment as this ship, this wheat, this ship gave me a message, and I'm going to share you, I'm going to share with you the message that it gave me. And it took me a minute to figure it out. But it gave me a series of lights, a pattern of white circular lights. And I have a picture of it ready to go here. So it was three rows of one, two, three, four white dots of light. And each row ended with what looked like it was a beginning of another circular dot but it just was extended and it ended like oval like a like a circle or a dot so it's circle 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 line and then it repeats itself two times from top to bottom this is basically the light pattern that this craft gave me now when i say everything kind of slowed down that means it wasn't rolling dramatically. It wasn't like something that just, you know, as I'm looking at this light pattern, there was nothing that was going, you know. I didn't see two wheels. But this pattern itself was within like a ring. If I was a really good artist, and if I have enough time, I'll really try to put the, the real angle of those lights but if you can imagine them like within the pocket of an inside of a ring or a circle or the end of a uh, the, of a UFO this is what it this is what it looked like to me and it the lights did not just you know like it didn't just stop flipping and rolling and and, and I seen these lights these lights were illuminated for me they weren't on they that was not what it was displaying right away but for that one moment though i seen the lights come on it was like turning on a light behind one of them japanese you know really fine paper it was a really bright white light all of these were very bright and so that's what that's what I seen and and you know of course I didn't think that was a message I was just like wow that thing is showing me some lights I've got another little light show here you know so after it did that it's it started moving it just kept going this this the ship did not uh, go any any other direction it was kind of like a, a fixed it was on a fixed route you know almost like a satellite but we knew, you know, we know what satellites uh, look like, and I mean, you can even hear my wife because I did eventually pull out my phone and start recording it. You can hear my wife saying, you know, wow, what kind of range does that, what kind of range would that drone have to have? Um, like I said, I did pull out my phone, um, and I do have uh, a little bit of it after it passed me overhead. And I will share that on our Paranormal Fridays uh, page. 
and I'll even share it with my uh, within my uh, Orphanum Energy page. The reason why I haven't uh, shared that yet is because it's just another light in the sky. You know, it's just one of those, hey, Billy, there's another light in the sky. You know, um, you really had to be there to, to see it. Um, to me, it wasn't like I, I, real, I was going to get, you know, this prime time evidence. You know, for me, pulling my phone out um, after it already passed me overhead was pretty much just like kind of getting the license plate of that memory. I don't know, just to have a little something. Um, and I was just curious to see how it would look. And, uh, I don't, you know, I'm not surprised, you know, on just the iPhone that uh, it seems like it's just another light. But there is a there is a little second there in the video where you can, I mean, I could tell uh, that there's something going on. You know, like this thing isn't just fixated straight. You know, this thing is rolling, twisting. Um, didn't realize the significance of what the the object really was and I'm always afraid to, to etch things in stone but because I don't really think we're supposed to do that but it wasn't until we went upstairs um, I started drawing pictures of it and sharing it within my uh, within my UFO group uh, my wife looks over at what I'm drawing and she circles she circles two of the lights and she says that's what I seen so she didn't see that entire display that I just described to you she didn't see all that but she said something she did mention something about how it reminded her of Saturn and I was like well what do you mean it reminded you of Saturn and uh, she goes, well, you know how Saturn has a ring, and then, you know, inside the ring, and then I was just like, whoa, stop. Wow, you mean like the wheel within the wheel? So then that really got my wheel spinning, and I look over to my energy grid, my energy table, my crystal gridding table over here, and I, uh, I had the wheel uh, within the wheel dead center. Uh, I just happen to have it. I change my grids maybe once a week, once every two weeks. I don't like to leave them alone for too long. They get a little stagnant, a little, get a little lonely, and the power just kind of goes away. It, they're like people. You, you just got to give your crystals and uh, attention all the time. But uh, that was what was going on on my energy table at the time. Uh, I was really excited. Um, could this have been the Ophanum, the Wheel Within the Wheel, the Merkabah, the Spirit's Chariot, once again, turning its angelic uh, head my way? It could very well have been. So I was really excited. I went back outside by myself this time, and uh, I'm standing in the same spot, and I'm just in awe, and I'm just, you know, thinking to myself, wow, that was awesome. And then all of a sudden I hear, a barn owl screech right over my head I get not one but two beautiful white barn owls screeching overhead they come from behind me and they're low and they just barely go over the trees across the street uh, and right there and then I felt that that was a message telling me there's your prayer there's the wish that that you wanted 
and uh, that was the experience. I had an experience. It sh I shared it with my wife. She shared it with me. It happened. They answered my prayers. Now, I didn't want to just, you know, get all too crazy and happy over it. So I just kind of baby stepped it and realized, you know, hey, we can talk about this a little bit. So the next few nights we did talk about it. Uh, she's not going to run out and become a ufologist. She's not going to run out and join my UFO Paranormal California group. Um, but at least, you know, UFOs, um, angels, uh, it's, it's in the conversation. Um, not everything has changed like dramatically to the point where I'm just so happy with where, you know, she is with it and, and, and she's just, she does give me my time, my quality time that I need, and I no longer feel so silly, actually, when I do talk about these things. But as my guru, Dr. Angel Thacker, always tells me, she asks, well, what's the message? What's the message here? So I tried to be basic with it, and I was like, okay, what was that message? Well, it did look like Morse code. Let me look up Morse code. Let's see, I have about five minutes left. Let's kind of see if we can go through a couple of, if you look up the angelic number, excuse me, let's back up a little bit. We're only going into this Morse code right here. If you look at Morse code, I was ready to, to I was expecting to see something spelt out like, hello, hi, we're here, you know, something spelt out in the word. I didn't even think you know, that there's there's numbers, too, that are in a s'mores code. Well, that's what this particular pattern indicates in s'mores code. This top row would indicate four. One, two, three, four, with a line means four. So we got four, four, four. Wow. I look up four, four, four. And here are some of the examples of what you'll find if you look up 444. Your actions, thoughts, and goals are in alignment with those of the divine spirits. To be successful, trust in yourself and also in your guardian angels as well. The angel number 444 tells you that your connection with the angels and the angelic realm is powerful and that you can trust the guidance that they are giving you. The angels are telling you that what you've been what you have been preparing for is finally coming to fruition. So that really blew me away because that's right in alignment with with everything that I'm doing. Um, I created Ophrenum Energy uh, because I'm passionate about this particular angel, this particular particular being. Um, don't know for sure exactly what it was. Like I said, I think we may, you know, very well call it by many, many names. But I give it my respect. And once again, I realize there has to be something to it. It's a bit of a contrast, though, because, you know, I had this dramatic UFO experience 
you know, and that wasn't a dream, that wasn't a vision, that was me walking around the block as a 12-year-old with my friend Chano. I'm spending a lot more time deciphering and putting pieces together about these visions that I've had. And this is just the wheel within the wheel vision in particular that we're talking about tonight. I made the Ophrenum Energy page. I can have so much fun on that page. I could be creative. I could talk about UFOs. I could talk about aliens. I could talk about the angelic realm, the hierarchy, the seraphim, the cherubim, the 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 throne angels, the dominions, the principles, the principalities, you know, the archangels, and on and on and on and on. These things, I really wasn't that into it. But like I said, I feel like I was forced into it because I have experienced these things. So I know for a fact that they exist. And I want to look into it. I want to learn as much as I can about these things. So what I wanted to do, in a sense, was put these Ophanum energy, I mean, put these Ophanum angels somewhat on the map. Because like I said, a lot of people have never heard of these angels. And a lot of people think that, you know, angels are these cute little chubby baby cherub little angels. Um, angels, uh, the wings haven't always been, you know, depicted on, on these on these beings, you know, it wasn't until I don't know, probably around the 14th century, I, I think, when, uh, from what I gathered, uh, that they started uh, putting wings on them. But uh, nevertheless, it's a it's a beautiful thing. It, it was a beautiful experience. Um, pray, pray for things that you need. Pray for things that you want. You may not get what you need, but you'll. <laughs> Just be be careful and know what what you're wishing for, uh, because these things these things will happen, you know. It's and it it's a, it was a beautiful experience, but it's also teaching me that it's not everything that I needed. It was just one small little portion. It was a little favor, and they they gave me a lot of information on on that little visit and a, a couple of the things that I believe they told me were. You're right on track. You are in line with what you are passionately striving for. And we got your back. And things are coming to a climax. A miracle is about to happen. And I thank you for joining me once again on Memoirs of an Experiencer. Thank you. And good night.